Hey friends, this is the Little Dream Cloud podcast, and today Daniel and I are talking about the four levels of freelancing. Now, I think it's important to note that neither Daniel or I are business professionals, and this isn't like a four-step course to making $10,000 a month doing nothing but sitting on your couch at home. This is coming from our experiences that we've had building our freelance careers and why we think it's a good idea to understand where you're at on the four levels of freelancing. Daniel and I kind of get into it, break down where we feel like we're at, um, but we find it important to do this not only for like building a growth strategy for yourself to kind of like make it through and level up on the different stages. But it's also helped us to have confidence in what we're doing and where we're at along uh, the journey, if you will. Thank you so much for being here. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and let's get into it. Hello, hello. We are back. Daniel, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, It's been a been a couple of weeks, but uh, I'm excited to be back for episode eight. We friends, we are uh, back to virtual, uh, virtual recording episodes. So I'm sure. back. I'm back now in the Netherlands uh, for the summer, visiting with friends, traveling around, working on some music stuff. Um, and Daniel's still kicking it in Huntsville, Alabama. Try it, one and only. Yeah, how uh, how are you settling in over there? Well, I think it's also important to note that you've got that bacon cheddar scone this morning. Of course, I know. I, I had him. I I was texting with Daniel, and, and he's like running down to get a bacon cheddar scone, and I was like, ah, I, I better make myself a snack. And so I went down, got a piece of bread out, put some Nutella on it with the little coconut go. flakes, and uh, and then ate some uh, liverwurst as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was pretty good. It was a. It's good stuff. Nothing in comparison to a bacon cheddar scone, of course. But I was like, at least I have something. Never. It's never comparable. But yeah. as I shared before, I and one of my favorite things about being in Europe is just the food, and I love it so much. But it's morning. Oh yeah. It's mornings like these where I'm like watching you eat your bacon cheddar scone that I'm just like. Ah, Dude, you gotta find like a like a nice little bakery over there. You're in Europe. There's got to be something where you can get like a chocolate croissant. Yeah, I could you know. I I could let that be my thing here. Like have a chocolate croissant or something like that. But yeah. whenever I see you with it, I'm like, man, there's a price. There's a price to traveling. You know, there is. <laughs> no bacon cheddar scones. There's only one place that does them right, and it's Moon Bake Shop. Exactly. <laughs> All so, right. So uh, what are we getting into today? Today. We are getting into the four levels of freelancing. Mm-hmm. I said that right, right? Yes. Yeah. Four levels yep. of freelancing. Four levels of of your freelance career. Yeah. Basically, the <laughs> four what we broke down as in our experience uh, and what we've seen in our short time on earth here, um, kind of what like stages almost you go through right and kind of where we are at in that and um yeah we're going to kind of just break them down and then we might dive into each one um but mainly where we are at 
in those. And then we'll kind of dive into that since, you know, the best thing you can draw from is your own experiences. So. Yeah. So like where we've been and where we're at and then like, you know, we can talk about the future and what we're like growing towards and what we see is like the next levels, but right. Goals. Yeah, the yeah. best thing mm-hmm. we can do since we're not business people who have studied this, but we are people who have been growing our own freelance business is just talk from experience. And That's right. uh, to give you, to give you a quick overview of kind of the levels that we're going to be breaking breaking down, getting into. We have like hobby level and then like work experience level. Like I'm working for the experience, so I'm working for free. And then like part-time and full-time slash employees is kind of like the levels that we're going to get into. So with that, you ready to get into it, Daniel? Yeah, let's just go into the first one and kind of break it down. Cool. So level one, we have the hobby level, um, which I was like kind of writing down and thinking about. And for me, kind of the overview of of that was just like, yeah, you're probably pretty good at what you do. Like you're helping your friends out for free. And then you're pretty much just like creating and doing stuff whenever you feel inspired. Like there's not a lot of skin in the game. It's just purely like whenever you feel inspired to do something you do it yeah, and just like happy to be there yeah you're you're just yeah you're just chilling <laughs> like, it's like that's typically where i think all of us kind of start you know it's like you see this thing and i'm talking about like creatives and and like specifically um like we start off as like a hobby or like oh this is fun i like photography i like video i like music i like something right and then it kind of turns into like, uh, it's just like your hobby and everyone looks at it as like, Oh, like, how's your, how's your like hobby going? You know? And that's kind of like, I feel like the lowest form of it, which is fine. You know, if you want to stay there. (laughs) Yeah. But that's kind of like the start of it all where it is, you, you start something and it starts as a hobby, whether it's like woodworking or like you said, playing guitar or, uh, very casual. Yeah. yeah, Just whatever it is. And then you're like, man, I like doing this. Maybe Mm -hmm. I want to do this more or, or you just do that. It's kind of like a hobby because everybody has hobbies. Like we have hobbies. We've talked about this before. Like we, I like rock climbing is kind of like a hobby, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that's not, I'm not going to take that and make any money with it. Yeah, we're not least, necessarily you know. like we're trying to grow and get better kind of like you do when you're like working out or like we're trying mm-hmm. to climb harder routes and f- so on and so forth. But like we're not necessarily like sinking money into it. It's a hobby anyway. Right. Like something that you were saying a second ago to that I thought was interesting and kind of like one of the things that made me want to start talking about this mm-hmm. um, was that like a lot of times when you meet someone for the first time, the common question is like, what do you do? And what everybody right. really means is like, what's your like career? Like, what do you do for money? But it's funny when people ask me that because I'm just like, well, I like, what do you mean? What do I do? Like, I, <laughs> I'm right. like, I, like, I'm not trying to be like a smart aleck or anything like that. I'm just like, uh-huh. well, I mean, I like, I produce music and I write music and I like play shows. I like take care of farms. I like do, um, like video projects with my friend Daniel. Like I do Mm -hmm. a lot of different things, but really they mean like, what do you do for work? 
Right. And I'm like, well, that's also a tough question because <laughs> I like work doing music stuff, but I also like, that's not my primary form of income and, and dot, dot, dot. Anyway, we'll get into the other levels, but I, yeah. I think it's like a common thing that people are asked. And a lot of times, if you just have a hobby, you don't really tell people about the hobbies that you do right. because they don't, yeah, it's not the forefront for sure. Yeah. And I think they, you know, they deserve a place on there, but anyway, that's level so, one. Yeah. And with that being said, uh, when you get, you know, off your day job, and you can't wait to get back to your hobby. It's all you do in your free time. And you're trying to think of how you can do it more often. You get into level two, which is taking it a bit more seriously. And that's the work experience level. And what we mean by that is basically you are going to help out shooting your friend's wedding. Or you're going to play music at your friend's wedding and he'll, he'll buy you a beer you know, and he'll hang out with you and that's your payment. And it's more of like a introduction to what this would be like if I took it to a career level or, you know, like a, I want to make this a job. I want to make money out of it. I want to do it full time one day. This is like, you're starting to dream a little bit bigger than a hobby than doing it after work, you know, for a couple hours and on the weekends, like, which you still are, you still are here, but the work experience is, what all full-time creatives hate. <laughs> it's it's the I only work for exposure and and yeah, bro, this is gonna be this is gonna be huge, man. It's gonna blow up. This is gonna blow up. It's gonna be it's gonna take you to the to the top, dog. You know, like I, that's what I get a lot from like rappers. No offense to any rappers out there. But um it's that kind of stuff, right? So but early on, this is vital. This is like where you decide if this is gonna be something that that you're going to actually, you know, do and grind on and cause it's a lot of work. And, um, I think this is an exciting part of the, the process too, as you like move along in your freelancing career. Um, you do a lot of, uh, fun projects and work with a lot of your friends, which is kind of like what you and I talk about a lot to get back to our roots on. And like, that's just kind of where we started it's nice, humble beginnings. You know, you're not making a lot of money and when money gets involved, things get stressful too. I'm finding out. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, it's a good, good time to good level to be in, you know, but yeah, which like can also be toxic. (laughs) Yeah. I, I I was thinking about it and I was like, this is kind of like one of the, the most fun levels to me because Mm -hmm. like I had written down, I've been paid with work experience <laughs> and, and it right. might even be that like you're actually getting paid to do something like, like using the example that you're saying about the wedding, like your friend yeah. might throw you some money because normally people are budgeting that out in their weddings anyway. Right. And so you might get paid to do it. But like a lot of times if you're calculating like the amount of time that you've spent versus how much you're actually getting paid in the very beginning, like a lot of times it's not like a good hourly wage you're really yeah. just working for the experience yeah. which is kind of you're what's ha- fun mm-hmm. oh, go ahead no i was just gonna say you're happy to get 50 bucks i mean i remember you know i'd have people come up to me i was like yeah i'm practicing photography i'm getting into it like here's some of the stuff i'm doing i've done and at first like i said the hobbyist part i was just taking photos of my girlfriend at the time and like my friends on like trips and stuff in colorado and once i wanted to take it more seriously i was looking for a variety of people and like 
the like work experience level. That's kind of where I like dove into that. I was doing like my stepmom's kids, so my stepbrother's senior photos, right? And like, it was free. I mean, she's not going to pay me. <laughs> I'm in the family, you know what I mean? And like, but it was great. To, I treated it like a client, you know, and I, it was great practice. And it was like, it was really exciting for me to do senior photos of my stepbrother, which now I look back, like if I had to do that now, I'd be like, oh, dude, please no. But looking back, it's like, oh yeah, that was incredible. A great opportunity, great practice. So yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. think the fun thing about it is that like, you know, uh, one of our, uh, as my friend, uh, Yorm has said, one of our most valuable uh, assets that we have is our time, right? But mm -hmm. the thing that's fun is that like you're moving from hobby level where you're like spending your time doing this to now you're getting to do, spend a little more time doing it, but you don't have a lot of skin in the game because like there's right. probably not a big exchange of money. And so it's like, oh, I'm just trying to see if I like doing this. Whoever I'm working with knows that like I'm doing this for the experience. Like right. the expectations are low and hopefully you walk away with a lot of experience and really good product or you walk away with a really bad product, you know, that you look back on a few years later and you're like, man, I've grown <laughs> so much, but it's like, it's the start. You know what I mean? Like I remember right. when, I remember when I had, um, one of my friends, uh, Jacob, he paid me to create a logo that he was going to put on some shirts this was like right after I moved back to Huntsville, I was just starting to think about doing music seriously. And I was like starting to get a little bit more into graphic design on like the very beginning level. And, uh, anyway, he was, he like saw that I was doing that and he's like, Hey, would you be willing to like make me a, a logo for like my music and I'll pay you to do it. And I just remember being like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting paid to, to make this. <laughs> and I just like opened Canva and like made it on Canva, right. you know, like the free version of Canva too, which was even yeah. like, it's just funny that I'm just like using that and I made it and I sent it to him and like, and he really liked it. And I mean, like now I would be able to make something that I consider a lot better, but like he just invested in me and it helped me take myself more seriously mm -hmm. and realize that like, I really enjoyed doing it, which... Yeah. I think is kind of like the start of moving into the next level. Like you've got some work experience now you've right. actually spent, you've given like your time to this thing and you've like, you know, spent several hours trying something, helped out on some projects. And then you realize like, man, I either want to keep this as a hobby or I'm ready to like take the next step. Yeah. And I think one more thing, in the work experience level is this is where you build your portfolio because you do the free work for experience, practice, you know, how to engage with clients or put on a show or whatever you're doing. But this is also where you build that portfolio of like for you, Hugh, it's, you know, I've played here, I've played there. I've got experience doing whatever, A, B, and C. And then I've got my portfolio, my website of work that I've done in video and photography at the time and whatever. And once you can build that, right, and you've you've got a good base of like work experience and portfolio, now it's time to move on to the part-time work, which is the third level. And um, this is kind of where you and I are kind of sitting right now. Uh, I think we we talked about it. We were talking about it earlier, and and this is kind of where where we sit. I think, um, and I think there's like obviously levels within these levels, 
Yeah, of course. And for me personally, I'm in an interesting situation, um, and I'll get into that in a second, but I would say you and I are kind of like teeter-tottering on part-time and then the fourth level, um, which is, uh, I'll just say it right now, full-time slash employees. Uh, we're like kind of not employees, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. So kind of give me your thoughts on on the part-time level here, and then we'll kind of dive into it personally. Yeah, I think maybe we can go ahead and hit that fourth level too, because like we had said earlier okay. on, like we're probably not going to talk as much about it because we haven't been there. So it's right. kind of just an assumption of what we see our growth trajectory mm-hmm. being. And so, yeah, just jumping ahead to level four, we kind of consider to be like you, your main form of income now is this freelance career, um, your creative career, And you do that full time, you don't have to do anything else, and you potentially have employees under you. Now, kind of going back, you could have employees under you really at any stage, I think, like, I I mean, probably most common three and four when it's part time, because you have to be making enough money in Mm -hmm. order to pay someone. But like, yeah, yeah, real quick, like, I've already had um, in the part time, um, kind of like recently, I suppose, uh, on, I mean, crew, I mean, that's technically employees. It's contracted work that I'm contracting out to, you know, different positions on set, like gaffers, first ACs, assistant directors, things like that. So that counts. I mean, you know, it's like, those are technically employees, but I think, um, the fourth one is like full-time and then once you're full-time where do you go from there right and it's like a scalable business at that point yeah and when i'm thinking of like the fourth level is full-time i'm kind of thinking about people who are on like payroll and like it's consistent it's not just like these jobs here and there which i think is kind of why like we put ourselves back in level three more so i feel like i teeter-totter back and forth in a way between like two and three a lot of times because i'm still trying to like I'm learning a lot when it comes to like when I work with you and do videography stuff on when we're not working on like uh, my music specifically and we're working on other stuff like I can come on because I have a passion to get to to learn about that, you know, and then there's still Mm -hmm. so much that I'm learning about music where I'm kind of like teeter tottering back and forth. But like for you, like you have enough jobs coming in now that you're working like all the time doing video stuff and you're hiring people on for certain projects. And so that's Mm -hmm. like, and and I told you this before in personal conversations, but I feel like you're kind of like at the ceiling of what we would consider level three, where Mm -hmm. like you could potentially you go up now, but it all kind of just depends on like what your own comforts are and like where you're wanting to do. Cause not everybody wants to like have to rely that much on their, freelance job that that's yeah. like all their income coming in. Cause that's really stressful. Yeah. That's you a know? good point. And I'm going to use that just to segue into, um, kind of where we talk about where we are within these levels. Um, and on that point of, there's a lot of you have to think about when you go from level three to four, uh, the part-time to full-time, just because like you said, you don't like, do you want to rely on your freelance, career uh to pay bills and food and now you got to figure out insurance you got to figure out uh your own 401k retirement things like that there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that absolutely blows and it's like the business side of it that 
I enjoy it, but I also really hate it because it's like, I enjoy like the, the fun business thing of it. It's like, Oh, I'm a business owner, but it's like, do I just want to make videos and hang out? Like, this is too much, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, but what I was going to say was like my situation, um, specifically is I have a full-time job, quote unquote, full-time job that is like, I'm on payroll with an agency and, um, that agency being NASA <laughs> and I'm, you may have I'm heard contracted, of before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Small indie startup, uh, called NASA and, uh, I'm, I'm not government, so I'm, I'm contracted in and, um, I have been technically a, a, uh, professional full-time, uh, videographer. I'll just say that all encompassing term, um, since I was 23 at a church and it's kind of come to, to here. So I've been doing it full-time technically for a while, but I haven't been freelancing full-time. And what's interesting is I'm still not full-time freelancing, but again, I have an interesting situation with NASA where I'm working for them. Um, and I'm, as long as I deliver my products, there's, there's not really too much, um, harm or foul. It's not, there's not like a, they're not micromanaging. I don't like report hours so I could work, you know, not a lot in a week, but some weeks I might work a ton. So, and that's always taking priority, but here's the thing they pay my bills. I, I make a salary there. So I, I get my bills paid. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to eat next week and rent. And, um, I do get like a stipend for insurance. So I have to find my own insurance as a contractor. However, it's, it's not stressful because I have money for that. So those things being taken care of, and this is my point, I am able to focus on my freelance career, um, without the stress of, of it supporting me in my life. Right. And I'm also married, uh, for the, just a, a year now. And so newly married, I have a whole nother human to be responsible for and, and she works too. So, you know, but it's, it's one of those things where like, I can't just be reckless with it. Like when I, when I was single, you know, and, um, but one thing I wanted to say about, you know, relying on your full-time freelancing, um, I think it's important to, to remember that. So when I, as a, as a filmmaker, I can sustain myself as a full-time freelancer pretty easily. I could, I could go out and do six weddings a year and make enough money and then like do like small promos in between and like a couple music videos here and there. And I'm, I'm doing just fine. However, and no offense to people who do this, it's a, it's a great career to do weddings, but I can't stand weddings. And, um, and like mom and pop shop promos, I'll do them if I have a relationship with someone or if they actually have a budget, but my passion and my goal is to do large scale music videos, large scale commercials, and eventually do some like really cool narrative work, like feature films, uh, short films, whatever. Right. So, um, to do that, I have to focus on that. And if I was full-time freelancing, I can't focus on doing music videos because most of the time artists who hire you are indie artists. Um, you know, they're starting out as well. They don't have a huge budget and dude, even people who are in the industry and, and, and famous don't have the budget. The music industry is terrible. I picked the hardest industry to get into, um, as far as making money off of it. And even commercial budgets are low and it's just, it's hard. So, you know, I have to take a lot of free jobs still. And that's why sometimes I fall on level two with the work experience, not because 
I need the experience. I, I don't need the work. I mainly just need the specific kind of work that I'm after. So finding that project that is the, um, like the project that I would like to sustain myself off of one day, if I do enough of those and I build my portfolio with just those, I will get hired for more of those. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of my logic right now. And I'm not saying that's a hundred percent true because I haven't quite made it there. And, but I'm very close. Like you said, I'm teeter tottering on being able to handle everything on my own. And so, um, and do NASA stuff. Um, cause it is a stressor on the back of my mind that I have to get NASA stuff done while I'm working on big projects. So anyway, that was a long winded way of saying NASA enables me to focus on the kind of projects that I would like to sustain myself full time with one day. And I think that's, this is where you have to start making like, you know, some, some critical decisions, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. And like you and I obviously are dif in different places, kind of what's we're like in similar places and different places. Right. Cause mm -hmm. I feel like you're, you're really frequently, you know, getting, getting jobs now where you can, um, you, you're getting paid to, to shoot this video, which you've been doing for years, as you said a minute ago, but like, you're actually getting paid to shoot music videos now, right? Yeah, it's different now. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm technically making money with music now. Like when I mm -hmm. went on tour, we were able to make some money. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, like I'm starting to have like a small income from streaming, which is something that I've been building to for years. That's yeah, cool. But it's like, I'm not pocketing that, you know, like I'm turning that right back around. And I'm like, right. you like my business isn't like making money yet because I'm spending, yeah. I'm still spending more on like, production and getting the stuff that I need, like just production and like mixing, mastering, stuff like that alone, like takes most of what I'm making. But the reason that it's great and why I consider myself a little more in level three than in level two is because now mm -hmm. I'm making enough money that like this business is pretty much supporting itself. And like, yeah. I mean, not, not fully yet. I'm still paying out of pocket for a lot of stuff that I like feel is worth me kind of taking out of pocket investing in. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. is kind of where that comes in where like my other form of income where like I'm picking up odd jobs here and there or I'm farm sitting and, you know, doing all these yeah. things so that like, that's what I focus my food towards and my gas and my bills. And then right. my music stuff I have like, yeah, I pay for it with music stuff. And I tried to separate that a while ago, but something that I thought was interesting about what you were saying. And I was thinking about this before we started the episode is that really, in my opinion, you're kind of on all the levels throughout your time doing it. You know, you're like right. tapping That's back into different levels. So, uh, but I think yeah. it's good to, to kind of evaluate where you're at like I was talking about in the beginning of an episode during conversation is like when people ask me mm -hmm. now, I tell people I produce music. I'm a songwriter. I'm an artist. And I start with that because I'm like, yeah, this, I know that this isn't answering their question necessarily because it's not my full-time income, but I'm spending a lot of my time doing this. Yeah. I'm making money doing this. And this is what I'm pursuing the hardest in my life right now. So I'm going to tell people that I'm an artist. And then if they ask other questions, I'll be like, well, yeah, but I also make money doing farm work and right. this and this and this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important, uh, whatever you want to be, like tell that's, that's your answer to people. Okay. And like, 
like same here. Like I, my first answer is I'm a filmmaker. Okay. Well, what is, that always ensues with like a million questions. Like, well, what do you do? You know, what are you in Hollywood making like freaking the next Marvel movie? Well, no, I'm doing music videos and commercials and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Not once do I mention NASA because I, nothing's wrong with it. I just don't want, that's not what I want to do. I, and I tell my wife this, who's in the influencing industry and like fashion, I tell her cause she, she's not quite, I would say she's at level two right now. And you know, she has a lot of, um, uh, imposter syndrome with that. And I always, I always tell her and other people starting out, whatever you want to be, start calling yourself that to your friends, your family yeah. and people you meet. And, um, that's important. Like, you know, if you call yourself a filmmaker, you're going to, people are going to start being like, oh, wow, he's actually like a filmmaker. And like, once you hear other people go like, oh yeah, it's my buddy, Daniel, he's a filmmaker. It feels good. And like, that was a few years ago when someone was like, oh yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a filmmaker. Like this is, you know, my husband or friend or whatever it was. And I was just like, dude, that's cool. So it works. It, I have experienced it working. And I think it's important. I think it is important. Yeah. I think like it comes down to make saying those words is part of believing in yourself. You know, it's that self affirmation yeah. where you're like, no, I am doing this. And you're acknowledging that like, I don't just do this as a hobby anymore. You know, yeah, you and, and you can, you can, at some point you can start saying that it doesn't really matter when you start saying that you might be at a hobby level where you're just starting to take it serious enough that you're like, you know what, I'm going to start telling people that I do this because I never tell people about my hobbies. Right. You know, Absolutely. and then, or you might just be doing the work experience thing, but like when you're meeting people and you're out doing these jobs for free or whatever, like you want people to know that like, yeah, no, this is what I'm trying to do now. Like I am doing this, but I'm looking to get more experience. So like, if you're working on a film project then just let me come and do whatever, I'll be a gaffer. I'll right. like, <laughs> you know, right. I'll be like a runner. Just, I want to get experience. But yeah. then you kind of get to this place where like you are consistently doing it enough now that like, it's important to remind yourself that this is what you do and this is who you are. Right. Exactly. And I have one thing I want to touch on in there where it's, it's in, in the part-time phase, uh, going into the, in the full-time when you're trying to do that and build that, that base there. Cause like you said earlier, all my money also goes into my business, buying camera equipment, which you can imagine how expensive that is. And I can constantly build my, my, uh, arsenal of, of equipment and things that I need to sell myself. Right. And, um, but I think, I think back on the NASA thing and like how you sustain yourself doing kind of some farm sitting and some other odd jobs and stuff like that, I think it's important to, and this is not easy, but I think it's important to find something in that part-time phase that stabilizes you, but gives you the freedom and time to focus energy without over grinding and, and running yourself into the ground it gives you that time and energy to focus on your, on your passion and your, um, your freelance career that you want to build. Um, now, and nowadays it's like COVID, uh, was the greatest thing that could have happened for like freelance or like, you know, people who want to get into freelancing because remote work is now normalized. And if you want to snag a government job or a contract job with a government, like you are set up because government is slow and sometimes lazy and you can, work a remote job and also be editing photos or writing music or whatever. Right. And it's just finding something like that to sustain yourself and, and just take the edge of the stress off of like 
you know, just sustaining yourself in a comfortable way allows you to put that energy towards what you really want. You know, the projects that you want to work on and sustain yourself with. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And this is where I think it's been helpful for me, um, to kind of like make a checklist of my priorities because I I think what happens a lot of times is when people are talking about like, I, I see this on like social media and stuff a lot where, you know, people are working at Starbucks and they're making music, right? And mm-hmm. it's this re- it's a really fun place, but they're like, you know, help me not work at Starbucks anymore and be a full-time musician. And it's, it's exciting. Like that's, you want to hop on and help people do that, right? Right. But it's like, it's it's just really realistic to have some other form of income alongside your freelance slash yeah. passion thing that you're doing. But this is where like the boxes come in for me because you don't have to have a crappy job alongside your other one. Like you exactly. don't have to have like, here's my thing I'm passionate about and here's my like crappy job that just pays the bills and makes money. If you want to do that, that's great. But like, like for you, for instance, like you've talked to me a lot of times about leveling up to where you just do like music video stuff and whatnot. But yeah, your job checks enough boxes for you that you're like, no, this is what I want because it allows me to do this. Like I don't have to worry about my next job coming in for a music video. Like it allows me to have this stability. So therefore right now it checks enough boxes for me that this is what I'm going to keep doing. And then eventually, like as you're kind of getting closer to the next level, like it'll probably check less boxes at some point if you continue to want to grow towards like that next level that we've been talking about. Yeah, that full-time freelance as you grow will start checking those boxes that your other job was checking. And like I think that's that's a really good point of like that's when you can kind of start to think like, okay, I'm going to get rid of my my NASA job because I'm getting boxes checked that in in my freelance career that it wasn't checking before, you know. Um and that's a good that's a good way to kind of analyze I think where you are and like when do you make that leap, you know? And some mm-hmm. people are more aggressive with that leap than others. But um yeah, that was a good point. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, and I think that's kind of like when I jumped from level 2 to level 3, for me, it looked like quitting the job that I had. Um yeah. because the job that that I had at that time. And I mean, there's a lot of reasons that go into this, but one of the areas of it was that like, when you have a job that requires you to be on location, then that's less time when you're a musician that you can be out playing shows because if you're gigging, you have to be physically somewhere, you know, like you can make music at home at night or like in this, in your spare time. But like, it's really hard to match up your consistent gigging and like tour or playing shows or whatever with like, uh, a part-time job that you're at. It's doable, right? But for me, I was like, you know what? To jump to this next level, I'm actually going to quit this job and go into like a dual freelance type job where now I'm taking these farm gigs and it's a lot right. more flexible and it checks as more it checks more boxes for me so that I can actually spend more time doing music but I'm not solely reliant upon making sure that I have gigs. Like I can work on these farms and in the evenings I'll work on music, but it also gives me life. Like I like being outside and working on a farm and being close to animals and, and 
like it's still freelance, which means that I have to like consistently find a new thing again. It's not super yeah. consistent um, or, or stable, I, I guess I could say. It's consistent enough that I've been able to do it, but like you're consistently mm-hmm. having to find the next thing, right? So there's there's uncomfortability there, but like the pros outweigh the cons for me and it's helping me level up in a way that is that I see like fit for where I'm at right now in life. Yeah. And that, that dual freelance thing is another way you can do that. If you, if you don't have the skill set or the opportunity to like work with, you know, NASA or something like that, or get like a really good remote job, the I'm currently working on doing like multiple streams of income, some passive, some not that are all freelance basically. So I'm still my own boss. I'm still full-time technically freelance. I'm not relying on music videos to pay everything, but I'm working on my YouTube channel right now and it's actually growing and I'm getting sponsors. I'm getting paid for those sponsorships now. And, you know, I might only pull, I don't know, 500 bucks a month off YouTube, but then I pull, you know, $3,000 off of video work a month. Well, guess what? That's 3,500 bucks. That's, that's very sustainable. That's like, you know, 55 ish thousand a year. I mean, that's, that's all that's all you need really to start out and from there you can grow you know so yeah exactly um, like i think about it a lot even with less money too where i'm like okay let's say let's say i have this one graphic design gig and it's gonna pay me fifty dollars you know like yeah it, it might even kind of be it's like in that tier two level two kind of thing that we were talking about but it's like if i get one of those a month then that pays for me to have like some sort of subscription type thing that I need for music right right now. Like for me, like I got to have Dropbox. I have to have some sort of thing on that holds all of my links together. Um, You know, I'm right now I'm paying to have a website. Um, Like there's these other costs that I just need so that people have access to me. Right. But like my link thing is like 12 bucks a month or something like that. So now with this one job that I had that maybe paid $50, maybe less, maybe I just did something for 20 or whatever. It's still paying for my monthly subscription to this thing. So like, to me, that form of income still matters, even though it's only paying for this one thing, because now I don't have to pay for that thing out of pocket. Exactly. Yeah. Well put. And with all that being said, um, just remember that, like you said, brilliant, brilliantly earlier, we're in all four levels of freelancing all the time. And I, uh, I really like that. Cause it's so true. Like I still do things as a hobbyist. I just got into film photography and that's like, I'm such a hobbyist with that. It's insane. It's so much fun. And it's like grounding for me. And, you know, I'm still doing things with you for free out of the love of it and just out of the friendship. And I'm, still working part-time freelance and working at NASA, but I'm also working full-time freelance and I still hire employees and contract guys every now and then. So, you know, that's just an example of, of how we're always in all of them and that's okay. But I think it's, it's a really good idea to break it down sometimes. And if you have, you know, I heard once, if you have experiences and you don't reflect on those experiences, you'll never learn anything. You don't learn from experience. You learn from reflecting on experience. So write this down on a paper, reflect on where you're at, where you've been, where you want to go, you know, the typical kind of business thing to do, right? But really reflect on uh, what you've been doing. And, And I think it's, you know, I think it's helpful. And I hope this helps.
someone listening. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you are like kind of listening to these things and you have an input that you'd like to share with us, we would love to hear it. Like reach out to us on Instagram Absolutely. or, uh, yeah, just a form of social media and let us know like, Hey, yeah, that's cool. I feel like I'm in, you know, tier two right now. And this is kind of what I've been finding. And yeah, it's really fun to have these conversations and just kind of like yeah. do what you were talking about, like have a, evaluating where you're at. And I think it's really helpful. So, um, thanks for listening today, Daniel. Thank you so much for sharing your time, sharing your expertise with, uh, with me and us. And, um, I guess we're signing off. Okay. That's episode eight. Love you guys. Bye.